experience. Experience is everywhere. Well, yeah, experience is everywhere. Hello, my name is Tasha Lima, and I'm a TRIO advisor at Eastern Maine Community College. So you might be asking yourself, what's TRIO? TRIO is a federally funded program that provides support to students who are the first in their family to go to college of a moderate or low income or having a documented disability. In my role as an advisor, I meet with students regularly in my small office in the back of the building where I'm sitting right now uh, that I've decorated with items that hold meaning for me. So I have this poster on my wall of a phrase that I use multiple times on a daily basis when talking with students. You know, as I send them on their way, I often end the conversation with the phrase, you got this. I find that oftentimes it just takes a small vote of confidence, a reminder that they've got someone in their corner to help empower students to believe that they're capable of persevering through whatever challenges might be ahead. So an important aspect of the phrase, you got this, is the you. When I work with students, one of my goals is to help them become their own best advocate. Self-advocacy is one of the most important skills to develop and also one of the toughest. Whatever stage in life you may be, whatever the circumstances, we have experiences everywhere that help us learn, grow, and ultimately empower us to seek out a better life or a different path. But in order to do that, we must become determined and relentless self-advocates. This means learning how to speak up for yourself, to find your voice, to make your own decisions about your life, to understand and communicate your needs to others, figure out who will support you in your journey, and to reach out when you need help and friendship. Developing self-advocacy truly is a journey and it can be challenging. I had the opportunity to sit down with one of my students, Muriel, who's been through the process of developing self-advocacy and here's her story about what that process was like for her. Uh, as far as my life goes, I've had it pretty rough. I struggled with mental illness my entire life, like from the age of a child. The home was kind of bad teased all day at school, went home and got the same thing at home. So later, as I grew up in my teen years, I actually got into trouble quite a bit. That didn't end until I was about 18 when I realized I wanted to do something with my life, but wasn't sure what. So I had a few attempts because when you're trying to advocate for yourself and do something, it's you're going to fail more than you succeed. So every time I like I'd try working, my mental illness would act up. I'd get myself usually in trouble again. But as I got older and older, I realized I can't live like this anymore. I need to be like, nobody's listening to me. I have case managers, I have therapists and all that. And they're listening to them, but not to me. And my needs aren't getting met. When your needs aren't getting met, and it's been like that for so long, you kind of feel guilty asking. Or you feel uncomfortable asking and being like, hey, this is what I need. I actually started a mental health program here in Bangor called Unlimited Solutions Clubhouse. They kind of started pushing me gently towards that direction, but they didn't want to be the one to do it for me. I got to a point there where I was comfortable enough. Um, somebody was harassing me. And instead of just letting them like I normally do, I advocated, no, this needs to stop now. It made me feel empowered to be able to go on and do other things. I was finally, I, I had a voice and I never had that before. That first step, even though it seemed so small in the moment, made it easier to advocate for myself and be like, no, no, no. I want to go to college. I want this. I don't care what stands in my way. I will find a way. It hasn't been easy. I've had to fight with DHS, Social Security, 
financial aid. Well, it started as small things that I actually found them because of through a case manager. I had a case manager who left the company and ended up with them. I was like, oh, at first I was like, oh no, that doesn't sound like up my alley. Like, eh. But then once I got there, I slowly started looking around and seeing all of the things they could do. And at first I was hesitant. Didn't really talk much. I'd just go sit in the corner and kind of observe. But slowly I'd start talking to people, usually small things. Like, I do have trust issues as well. So I, I would talk slowly at first and be like, eh, well, I'll let this slip and see how they react. I'll, I'll let this slip. But no matter what I said, didn't seem to shock them. And they still were like, oh, but you can still do that. And actually do that same program. I have seen a lot of people who have lengthy, like criminal records who've gotten out of prison, who've been able to go there and get help because it's really hard. I've noticed, and I've helped a number of people with that too. It's really hard getting back into the society after being, even if it's a short time, because it's like, now you have that, that if you try to get a job, they're going to look at that. If you try to do anything, they're going to look at that. I noticed for a lot of people, if they were able to advocate for themselves, like if they got an interview, great. They were able to advocate for themselves in the interview. They were more likely to get the job than the person who's just like, oh yeah, I have this on my record. One I've been using the most um, actually is, yes, this is on my record. This is what happened and explain because they usually ask you to a little bit. But I also have this focus on your positives and be like, well, since getting out, like if I was given a chance, this is what I could do for your company. Like I tend to focus on that I am motivated and a hard worker, but I have like helped people who have like lengthy f felony records, been in and out their entire life. And then they still are given a chance. They're able to turn it around if they're able to advocate for themselves. It's not, it's something that's not usually easy the first time, but I've noticed there tends to be a trend. After some people do it the first time, they're like, oh, I like this feeling. I can do this. And they want to keep going. It is something you can do technically on your own, but it's easier with support. Like if you even have like one friend or anyone that's like, you can do this, you got this. I have had a lot of success with Unlimited Solutions Clubhouse in Bangor. One of the things I actually had to advocate for there is members and staff like work side by side doing everything. So that includes training trips. So they had a training trip to go to Colorado and the way things are done, everyone votes too. So I had to make an essay that to advocate for myself on why they should choose me. And then I had to get in front of everyone to be like, no, this is why I should be the one to go. I could enhance it. And I went into all these reasons and they finally did. They. They ended up, so I ended up getting an all expense paid trip to Colorado for five days, but they had a big open house because they expanded. Well, there was over 500 people there, including senators, high ups from PCHC, like a lot of high up people. And they wanted one person to tell their story. So I had to advocate for why I was going to be the one to do it. And I ended up doing that. That was the weirdest experience ever because, you know, <laughs> you have senators hugging you. It's weird. <laughs> but it felt good doing it because it's like I was able to get here. In myself and others, I've noticed it's that first step that usually gets the ball rolling. And in life, you're going to make mistakes. So sometimes it's like, okay, well, I fell back a little bit. You might get a little hard on yourself. But then once you're able to make that first step again and again, it's easier. After you make it the first time, the next sounds like no. <laughs> Muriel's journey began in a place of maybe fear and hesitance, but also necessity. And ultimately she learned quickly that advocating for yourself is the most effective way of getting what you need. It can be scary to take the first step, but once you do, it 
will change the way you approach life in a positive way. Jeremy, a student I work with on a pretty regular basis, had a similar experience of developing self-advocacy that began at first with maybe some hesitation, but once he saw the positive impact of simply asking for help, he hasn't turned back. When you hear the term self-advocacy, what do you think of? What does that mean to you? Presenting oneself in a positive way, self-advocating, or you're also like taking initiative and seeking out certain things that you have access to. Like, uh, like if you're a student at this school and you're struggling, then self-advocacy would be uh, signing up for TRIO, taking advantage of the uh, support services or things that you have access to, taking care of yourself. That's self-advocacy coming to school and, and, and taking advantage of support services. That's something I've gone through a large process of this uh, this semester. You know, I'm, I'm a, a student who has, I have my own uh, issues that I struggle with. I have a couple of different like uh, mental disabilities and I've just had a hard transition between high school and, and college and, uh, and had a rough, you know, semester, the semester prior to this. And so I knew that I was eligible for TRIO and a number of other support uh, services uh, here at EMCC. Never took advantage of them never never used those resources last semester, which I ended up doing very poorly last semester. Uh, and so this semester, it was a, a process of like, okay, I need help. I know I need help. I needed to go ask for it and see the people and have the conversations. And, and it's a lot of uh, work on my behalf. You know, I got to hold myself accountable for certain, you know, you know, schoolwork and all sorts of things that I have to take care of. Uh, but also like, okay, who can I see about this? What can they do for me? What can we plan together to uh, help me be a more successful student here? <laughs> That's been a process. And, and for someone where I am not necessarily a hugely anxious person, but asking people for help has been something that I've never been a, a huge fan of. So that that was a, a journey of self-advocacy this semester in getting into TRIO and uh, other services here, uh, taking advantage of those resources and just asking for help, being willing to accept help from, from others. Asking for help can be really hard. Right? It can, yeah. That, 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 that was a big thing for me. It's like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't understand how this process works. I don't know these people. Help is great. It makes everything so much easier, <laughs> which was, you know, seems like a redundant concept that, oh, having help makes things easier. But yeah, no, it does. That's what it's there for. Like the people that are here and that are, that you would be asking for help, they're there to give you help. You know, it's a, kind of their, their jobs are people that are here to help you be successful. And they're, they're used to people coming to them and asking for help. And so they're very approachable. And, you know, it's it can be nerve wracking, can be embarrassing, or, you know, uh, it, it can be uh, scary to ask people or difficult to ask people for help. Really just that first step, just asking is is the hardest part. And then from there, people are, are very willing and, and capable of, of helping here. Getting the help has been hugely beneficial, and it kind of makes me wonder, like, oh, I was struggling on my own for such a long time without consulting anyone or asking for assistance or even even just direction, like not asking people to do things for me, but just asking people to tell me what should I do for myself. Going for such a long time without doing that is like, yeah, I, if I had done this a lot sooner, I, I could have saved myself time and, and money and you know blood, sweat and tears. It feels in retrospect very worth the anxiety of asking people for help to have gotten that help and gotten the support and seen the progress and, and gained, I feel like I'm doing much better now than I was last semester and 
that has felt very worth it, yeah. Both Jeremy and Muriel talk about the process of developing self-advocacy and how the hardest step to take really is the first. But the results are powerful and life-changing. So I just want to leave with some final tips on how to start thinking about developing your own self-advocacy. Be self-aware. Know your needs. Practice being assertive. Develop self-confidence and use your support. As we close, I'll leave with a few things to consider. How have you advocated for yourself in the past? And how well did this approach serve you? What might you do differently to advocate for yourself in the future? 